You know, there's nothing like picking the scriptures two weeks in advance and then having your sermon go directly to the sermon, the one you didn't pick. <laughs> but I appreciate your indulgence and thank Warren for being flexible. In the weeks since Greg has been here, we've been talking a good deal about the things that make up the heart of St. Peter's. Naturally, the big three come to mind. The food pantry, the Guatemala Medical Mission, and the Wisdom House. But in one particular conversation with two sage members of the congregation, one of them said that the most important thing about St. Peter's is that it is a place of welcome and acceptance for those who are unwelcome or not fully accepted in other places. And that got me to thinking about why people come to St. Peter's and more importantly, why they stay. To borrow from the theme of the readings, what is the bread that St. Peter's offers to those who are spiritually hungry? So I reached out to a few of our newer folks and asked them to share their experience. I think it's important that we know how we are impacting those who come through our doors so that we might be more aware. And so I give you three examples. Here's the first. We found St. Peter's because a friend who was a member recommended we check it out. I still remember vividly how genuinely we were, ex we were welcomed and the love felt on our first visit. We had found a church where we were accepted and truly loved, our safe haven sanctuary. So we returned the following Sunday and were hooked. We stayed because we could see God at work through the various ministries such as the food pantry, the medical mission to Guatemala, and the sending out of the sacrament. The bread for this couple was safety and a welcoming environment. Second example. I have always admired St. Peter's from afar, often wondering what was behind those red doors. I entered St. Peter's a few times, going to Conway Locally Grown. I rode my bike by and borrowed a book from the little book library. I admired the herbs grown in the courtyard. Many things appealed to me from the outside because the feel of St. Peter's is close to who I am. I want a church that feels real. I want to immerse myself with a group of people who show up for who they are. I like a church that immerses itself in the culture and the needs of the community. It is important for me that church not be a legalistic, judgmental place. How is that even close to Christ's example? From the first Sunday, I knew it was my place. It was like walking into my own home. I felt accepted even though I was kind of alone and in a transition. I loved seeing the variety of people. I was captivated by the intelligence and experiences of those people. I saw authentic people. I saw people who have crazy lives 
and who tell the truth. I feel like I still have so much to learn. I've not totally immersed myself in service at St. Peter's. It is still an awakening. I keep going to uncover another piece and find my place in life. I am allowing myself to slowly change and evaluate who I am and what I believe. For this individual, the bread offered here was authenticity and a place to grow. Third example. I was selling veggies and baked goods at the farmer's market and a member came to check things out. We got to talking and eventually met for breakfast at a local coffee shop almost every week during the school year. I would unload about church and she would listen. She would unload about her stuff and I would listen. During our conversation, she would talk about her thoughts on what church should be instead of what I was experiencing. Many times she asked me to come to St. Peter's, but I was so tied to my home church. One Father's Day, I decided to come to the 9 a.m. service by myself. They were serving beer and brats. It took me by surprise and helped me realize what kind of church St. Peter's really was. My friend walked me through the service, thank God, because I had no idea what to do. I thought that my husband would never agree to go to some place like this. <laughs> anyway, the election happened and we finally had to leave our home church. We church shopped for a while, but we just weren't willing to budge on our beliefs. We had compromised so much for so long and fought battles on racism, misogyny, reproductive rights, and anti-LGBTQ issues constantly, and we were exhausted. We were broken. We were alienated from our supposed family we had had for 12 years. We felt alone. But we knew St. Peter's was inclusive and loving of all people. We both grew up conservative. As we grew in our faith, we had to unlearn a lot and relearn. We had something of a faith crisis. We knew we didn't want that for our kids, even though I think everyone has to go through something like that within their lifetime. But we didn't want them to learn how to use the Bible as a weapon. We are so thankful for St. Peter's. I love that you all love me because of me instead of in spite of me. The bread for this family was inclusivity and understanding. Now I don't know about you, but I think those are powerful and profound statements. And I am forever grateful to the individuals who so graciously shared their experiences with me for this purpose. Sometimes we get so focused on our own experience with Christ and church that we lose sight of what is really important. Being Christ for others and seeing Christ in them. A few months ago I had a conversation with Bishop Larry Benfield who made a reference to people being interested in not much more than getting their wafer. And when I asked him to elaborate, this was his reply. What I see 
is that sometimes people come to church when they can get their wafer and do not come to church on other days. The problem with that is that it encourages people to have a me and Jesus relationship at the expense of seeing the body of Christ in the people around them. Christianity is truly focused on the community, not simply on the individual. Are people not willing to say that it is just as important to see Jesus in the other people in the pews as it is to see Jesus in the bread and wine of the Eucharist? If we are Christ's body in the world, what do we have to offer? What is our bread? To me, it shows up throughout our liturgy. Wherever you are in your journey of faith, you are welcome at this table. Deliver us from the presumption of coming to this table for solace only and not for strength, for pardon only and not for renewal. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. This is what we offer as bread to the community, a radical welcome, an unconditional acceptance, and a safe place full of love. A psychiatrist serving as a chaplain at a major metropolitan hospital once said, the goal of all counseling is for a person to love him or herself. For if you aren't going to love yourself, who will? And if you don't start now, then when? A pastor asked him, But doctor, have you ever yet encountered a single person who has had the ability to love himself without first experiencing love from another person? After a moment of silence, the doctor said, no, not really. This is what God does for us and has done for us since the days of the Israelites. Those poor folks wandered seemingly lost in the wilderness for 40 years. They were miserable much of the time and all the while God loved them and cared for them. The crowd in today's gospel reading is strikingly similar. They had been literally fed by Jesus with the loaves and the fishes and were most likely just looking for their next meal. Jesus, who had loved them all along, offered to them himself as the bread of life that they might never be hungry again. It's the same for us today. In spite of all our wandering lost in deserts, oftentimes of our own making. God loves us and cares for us. And just like us, people all around us are wandering in their own wildernesses, searching for safety, for acceptance, for community. They may come through our doors, or they may not. Our call is to be ready to extend God's love at every opportunity to offer that bread of life for everyone we meet. This is the heart of St. Peter's, a vibrant, welcoming place where people can be themselves 
exactly as they are, where love, capital L, love, is given freely, where everyone has a place at the table. Amen.